0: Hello, I'm Isabel, she, her, hers. And I'm David, he, him, his. And we're two therapists with ADHD who sit down to have some chats about ADHD. We can't promise we'll stay on topic or be professional or even remotely mature, but we can promise that you'll end up looking at you or your loved one's beautiful neurodivergent brain in a shiny new way. This is not a therapy session. This is something shiny. I love it. Do you
1: like uh, it? That's amazing. And can this just be the intro? You saying that and me freaking out about how amazing it is? Yes. Yeah. you dropping can, your voice.
0: That could be our, could be our first so intro. Cool. <laughs> so without further ado, welcome to Something Shiny. I'm David. <laughs> <laughs> For this episode, we are joined by my husband, Bobby. And David's friend and a fellow mental health clinician, Noah, who both also have ADHD. Welcome, Bobby and Noah. This is a unique episode. We recorded it a month into lockdown in 2020. So yeah, like a month into you know what we now know has been you know years of a pandemic. Um, and at the time, there was, and I think it still continues. There was a feeling of a lot of loss, a lot of fear. And the world was shutting down, and this was very fresh at the time. And honestly, we had no clue what the next two years would bring. So to all of you out there, wherever you are, we wish you a safe, healthy, happy 2022 um, and room and chances to play, too. Without further ado, let's get started. So, yeah, what do you do? You guys just want to get started and play? <clears throat> Excuse sure. Me. Yes. Yes all right well here are our choices well remi- so,
2: remind me what's the what what are we doing today
0: oh that's a good point for our listeners remind we, everybody what we're doing we are playing games online together to like practice what we preach times you know these times call for like new accommodations and we need play time and we need to introduce chaos back into our day we need to up our stimulation Because I think what we were saying is we're all equally overstimulated with, like, anxiety and fear and dread and, you know, like, sorrow and guilt and shame and grief, all of it. And then we're understimulated, like you were saying, with transitions, with, like, not leaving the house, (laughs) seeing the same two rooms every day. And novel chaos know
1: like yeah, the obligated. ability to like have this unpredictable banter that's safe. Mm-hmm. Like the coffee shop murmur doesn't exist anywhere right now, and like I'm hoping that we can kind of recreate it with. Okay, I'm not good at reading. So is this
0: Fibbage? <laughs> so here, here are a few. It is. It is Fibbage. Okay. So we... Um, so here's the thing uh, about totally me. I'm not, I'm not good at reading. That's the thing not about not me. That's the thing about me. Um, so this is, this is... We're not getting any money for this, but I have found these games to be very fun for creating novel chaos. Um, it's, uh, they're called Jackbox. So what happens next is Bobby, David, Noah, and I play a bunch of online games together for about an hour. It was pretty great. Uh, we got our play on. Uh, now we have sort of skipped that part because it was super fun, but kind of boring to listen to. Um, and now we're finishing up and talking about what play really is and what it means to us. I've actually turned to games a lot throughout all this is like a coping mechanism for sure um partly because I think um like I, I just get really into it like I I I, my mind does not wander very much at all when I'm playing a game I'm just like enjoying it I think because you know like I always want to play a game like seriously I would play a game like I would keep playing this for the next I don't know <laughs> three hours I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a big advocate for play in general. Cause you know what the opposite of depression is on a neurological level?
1: Curiosity.
0: Well, technically play. Oh, you're right. So it's that not, it's, it's, it's like it. the opposite of play is not work. It's depression. So it's like neural death, sort of like a neural slowdown and a neural death, whereas a play state in your brain is like new neural connections firing and like wiring and like lighting up. And I do think we're kind of play deprived anyway, when we become adults, for the most part, unless we kind of make it a point to do that. Like, I think a lot of, um, you know, even like movie watching is sort of play, right? Like. You're really quiet over there, Bobby. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just, I'm I'm listening. (laughs) I'm worried I'm talking about meat thermometers again. (laughs) During the gameplay, I had started talking about meat thermometers, and I was going on some tangent for a while before I realized how much I was rambling. And we've all found this, you know, pretty amusing because we were so invested in the game, we were half listening to uh, me going on about meat thermometers. Um, So anyway, back to what we were saying. (laughs)
1: you're not actually you're right on it I think it's like it's about we're in a place that has a lot of depression as a society and we're in a place Mm -hmm. now that has a lot of pain and I think like we can get into a route around like toxic positivity and saying it's not that bad or just like gratitude but I think we're experiencing a lot of loss
0: Mm
2: -hmm. and I think we experience grief and depression with loss and I think
1: Isabel what you're saying is so important because Knowing why we're depressed is important. It honors the suffering that we're in. And when we're in it for so long, it's important to know how to get out. And like play doesn't always feel intuitive or easy. And like truth be told, part of me wanted to not play today and just wanted to get into a talk about like what it's like to function in a society without really clear boundaries and clear defined rules and regulations. And it was really easy to fall into play and to feel what it was like falling into play. And I think speaking about that neurological difference, it really resonates with like what it felt like for the last, you know, 60 minutes to just try to play.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Do you know, you actually don't try to play. Oh, sorry, Noah, go ahead. (laughs) I I get very excited about this. Part of what we are missing out on, on some level right now is,
2: is human interaction. But from like a strategic sense, like we interact with the world, we do a lot of, more, um, I think, there might be habits, but the way that we interact, I think, is, is um, trying to navigate in a way that helps you go through the world. And right now, we're isolated by ourselves, we're at home, um, we have limited kind of ability to do that. It seems like um, playing is a way to kind of get uh, that itch of your brain that might need a little scratch without kind of putting yourself out there in maybe a an unsafe way can be helpful to navigate this piece that's not getting the attention it needs. hmm I had fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well. This is fun. Alright, can I just give you like some awesome idea like thoughts on play? Because I may or may not like really obsess over this and like like can get really super nerdy about it. But um, play is actually not, um, it's not something you try. It's an impulse. It's kind of like sleep. And the idea is that, um, when you watch any other mammals, right, any other social species, um, so maybe not lizards, of course, but like dolphins and chimpanzees and stuff, right. Or like lions, what you see is, um, the play impulse, like the play instinct will happen even when they're like starving, Or even when they're like, like lacking other, what we would assume very essential, like daily needs. So there's this example of up in, um, I think in the wilds of Canada, there was a a man who was raising huskies. Like he was a husky breeder and racer, I think. And he had all these huskies like outside his house, you know, like essentially chained on these really long chains um, to like their, their big area where they lived i don't i don't know how else to describe it and there was a starving polar bear that was waiting to cross ice flows to go to its hunting ground but because of climate change it couldn't get there like the ice flows weren't icing over so it was sort of stranded and it was starving And this man looks out his window and he sees this polar bear coming. And he's like, oh my gosh, first of all, I can't go out there because this polar bear will like really hurt me, it's starving. And two, he's I'm like, I'm about to watch my dogs get eaten by a polar bear. And so the polar bear starts to walk towards the dogs. And one of the first signals um, of the play impulse is what's called the invitation. So all mammals do an invitation, right? Like the the, the bow that a dog does. Yep. They, they,
1: they, they put their and, hands out, head down, butt up.
0: Yeah, butt up. But you know what else it is? It's like if you're walking as a predator, you walk in a straight line, eyes fixed. Whereas when you're playing, you walk in like a curvy line. <laughs> and your eyes kind of shift gaze a lot. So in humans, this is like, in my mind, this is like how we like, what we do when we flirt, what we do when we're like, hey, wanna play? Like someone asks you to play a game, they're rarely like staring at you going like, play a game with me, right? They're like, kind of like shaking around going like, hey, I'm inviting you, right? Um. Anyway, polar bear goes up to the dogs, the dogs respond in kind, and then they played for like an hour and then the polar bear left and the next day and the next day and the next day for like two weeks, still starving was just playing with the, with the dogs and they were just having a wonderful time. Anyway, point being that like lots of researchers think that play is as essential, certainly to brain development. Um, but especially for us humans, because we technically remain in a neotenous state, right? Like our brains are technically juvenile brains for really really extended period of time so we need play even more then
1: hmm. interesting can i can i push back just for like a microsecond <laughs> <'Cause> i know <laughs> we gotta like but you said like play is a reflex
0: an impulse
1: An impulse
0: the play it's called like the play impulse no no it's like it's instinctive well, like okay so that's the part that's the part i want to push on just for a second there's a lot of people
1: that have not learned how to engage in play safely and have not learned to what they need to do to engage in play. So there's a bit of like an exploration. And those people shouldn't necessarily feel like they're deficient if, they, if they're having a
0: hard time playing. Well, you know I, think, I, mean? I think what you're thinking is more connected to – how play is socially enacted, right? Like maybe people uh, okay. are having yep. to, you do, we do learn like certain social codes or rules or ways that we approach it, but technically the play impulse exists. The play impulse is as simple as I sit next to someone and I wanna poke them just to see mm-hmm. what happens. Like in essence, play is is something that's roughly purposeless, usually a simulation of some kind, usually done in a way where you're like, like essentially going, like I get to do stuff without taking a real risk when I do it. So you're right. There's like so many layers to how people then play, but play is literally, I have a stick and I'm drawing in the dirt. Like play does not always, it is often social in nature. That's one type of play, but play is also daydreaming. Play is, um, writing play is art making play is like, like really, anything where you're like running simulations and you've taken out um you know that idea that you are like doing it for real, quote unquote, like when you see yeah. lion cubs like play fighting right they're like nipping at each other, but they're not like actually biting all the way,
2: but isn't that like learning?
0: yeah, play is learning. the two are like the same, they're literally the same in the brain, they're the same in like how we engage we just we just call one thing one <laughs> you're thing.
1: Like novel curiosity without like a, like an expected outcome is play.
0: Um, I mean, there's more to the definition. I think you also have to have a little, uh, like a throw in some purposelessness, throw in some continuity desire, you know, like that idea that like, I want to keep doing it to see what happens or like, I'm drawn to just try it again and again. Like for someone play might be doing the dishes. Does that make sense?
2: You just blew some minds play oh. would be doing the dishes.
0: Yeah. Like
2: I yeah. do a lot of dishes. But <laughs> like well, for some it feels, people it could be experienced. Yeah. So yeah. For,
0: yeah, yeah, for some lot. people it would meet the conditions, right? Like yeah. there's a purposelessness. Exactly. I could always put the dishes in the dishwasher. I don't actually have to do it. I think the whole, the whole washing the dishes thing just blew my
2: mind. Um, cause I guess when I think of play, I think of like nothing of practical purpose.
0: Oh. I don't
2: know how to differentiate
0: the like Well, my i brain's getting stuck there. I guess I guess what I meant just to finish this up and I know yeah. we can we can wrap this up. Bobby <laughs> put a timer on me. I love it. <laughs> um is that um, how do I? I just mean, and I will own my privilege here, but we also have a dishwasher, right? So, like, right. I technically don't need to like uh. hand wash a dish. So for me, it does feel kind of purposeless, like purpose. Mm. Like, I, it's not like I have to. It's right. more like I, I, I want to. Mm. I it, to me, I kind of gamify it a little bit. Like, it's just very satisfying. I want to keep doing it like I'll okay. get in a rhythm.
2: Sometimes you run out of the kitchen and you go, "I won." And I'm like,
0: <laughs> "What?" And I'm not saying that's always the case, but like, you know, it's 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 essentially it's like not dissimilar um I think a lot of research is will will equate like a flow state with that, right? Like that uh, idea like uh. you're in the flow, you're in your zone. Um but I don't think that's required. It could it yeah. could be just like, the way that you kind of hum as you walk to your car, you know? That's purposeless. Yeah, I really like
2: that idea of, like, incorpor- like flow. Seems like a really good um, kind of aspect of, like, play, feeling really good. Mm-hmm.
0: I think a piece that... um and there's like, I can send you guys like links and stuff or we could put yeah, them in the we, show notes because there's this one researcher named Stuart Brown, whose side note headquarters is in a tree house. So already he's oh, wow. legit, right? <laughs> um, but he's, he's a play play researcher. He has this amazing lecture online where he talks about how play deprivation is a commonality amongst lots of um Like serial killers for example like it's like a missing ingredient in a lot of like david when you were talking about how some people don't either don't have access to it or are play deprived like the un considers access to play like a universal human right because there's a lot of research around what happens in your brain um and it's uh, in, in essence it's trauma like trauma like cuts off your chance to play. Survival runs diametrically against play, right? And yet, you still will notice that there's so much resiliency in us that people still find a way to play, right? Like in the most dire circumstances.
2: But what about Jigsaw in the movie Saw that (laughs) goes,
0: would you like to play a game?
2: I'm not, no, I'm not, when you said serial killer, I was like, you were like, serial killers, it's missing. And I'm like, oh, but what? And then I thought to myself, what serial killer was like, do you want to play a game? And I'm like, Jigsaw, the fake serial killer.
1: I will find the example.
0: Um, but no, I mean as a as a marker of like sociopathy, right? Because the idea of of play, even when it's um a simulation in your head, it does carry an inherently social um there is like a social aspect to it in many cases. Like how to put it, the playing that the play that makes our brains light up the most tends to be social play that involves either an imagined other or characters or, you know, like actually playing with somebody. Which is why you can have a ton of toys in a room and all that educational stuff and none of it matters. What actually matters is getting on the ground and interacting with your your little ones. And each other. Right. I mean I I think think that's so sorry, Dave, go ahead. I think that's so important now. Uh, to
2: kind of find those ways to play um, just as it might be if you have accessibility to to get outside and like experience the outside a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. Um, They talk about like the nature deficit disorder, like the the disconnection of us to nature Mm -hmm. and how right now we're kind of being robbed of that too by having to be in our house. So how can we get a little sunshine? How can we get a little play? It seems like these are important things for us to figure out how to do in some way. Mm-hmm. And we yes. figured some hey, of man. it out tonight.
0: <laughs> Bobby's timer is ticking down. We got five, <laughs> four, <laughs> three. Dave, no, truly that's for me. Dave, go for it. David, go for it. Sorry.
1: No, I think, I, I think I'm feeling like this is a place where I, I'd like to put a bookmark and not try to like nail a, a home run because I, I think that the, the topic of play here is so, you're scratching the surface on like a mastery that you have and don't say, oh, it's just a hobby and I'm going no. listen, I want to learn a lot more about this from you. And I think you would be well served for us to maybe meet back together and talk about this next week and actually talk more about what it's like to have to find play in addition to the resiliency in terms of what ADHD looks like and our ability to find play as you are defined. Mm-hmm. So we find our, like, ourselves playing in lots of different ways and we find ourselves fighting environments where we can't play. And I think when we start talking or thinking about like how you're talking about play as this basic human right and what, what it really means for us, it's like I, I think we need to explore it differently. And I want to make sure I'm just I'm being the the concept and the word play itself is so loaded for other people because the way you're describing it is very
2: institutional and like very like behavioral and it makes me very happy.
1: Period. <laughs> <laughs> but. But I think that there's a lot of people that come from neglect backgrounds, um, come from other backgrounds where they have a pretty restricted environments or not been seen or felt like they're the bad kid who only see themselves as being deviant in the ways that they play. Before we just validated it all as this play, it's like I think we also, also have to understand that like, even though we were intuitively drawn to play, we we're not also intuitively drawn to like the diverse kinds of play that are, available to us and maybe does that does that make sense is that is that a fair way for me to say that
0: i think i think another way to put it is that um in order to have play happen safety needs to be established first so anytime you're talking about an environment that involves like neglect and that involves like lack of access to safety basic like bodily emotional mental safety even just for tiny pockets of time, even if it's for that time, like having worked with a lot of clients who have extensive neglect backgrounds who like you know were just left alone in their room for a little bit of a window of time, right, and that's where their play happened, but you're right so I you're think, saying, oh. but but I think y I think I'm operating under a a definition of play that all i guess in my mind I already encompasses the really, really diverse ways it's going to show up. It's just,
1: you're saying, you're saying like, if this is play happens, whether or not you believe you played in the past,
0: you did. And we have to find out if you are a functioning, like if you are just a human who like, for example, talks or walks or does anything simple. Like you, you have had, you had to have you at one point you trialed and errored something, (laughs) Right, and I think the big distinction to make is that whether or not people view their past as play-filled or playful, and certainly how safe they actually were to play, are huge and very serious issues, and absolutely so loud and so like necessary. But to me, that that to me is another form of neglect. Right, is to neglect. Um, certainly a child, but anyone's access to that safety to be able to play. Does that make sense? I'm sorry. Yeah. I got so serious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got so serious. This is what you
1: do. I, do. I do want to put a fork here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Let's put a fork in the carrot cake.
1: Fork in the carrot cake. Thank you so much for listening. If you ever have that thought where you think, hey, I'm nothing, stop. Remember, you're something. Something's shiny.
0: That's right. Just as you are. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more free episodes of this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We're on Instagram as Something Podcast, And if you're looking for more information, useful links, definitions, visuals, everything we can think of and more is on our website at somethingshinypodcast.com. And it's all free. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you in two weeks.